0: Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and
1: gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hello, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, we are coming to you live from day one of Cowboys training camp and I count it as day one because today was the first practice and uh, yeah, very exciting times in uh, Cowboys land and Aaron's with me back at the mothership uh, this is uh, this is quite a, uh, uh, a time because the Cowboys have their uh, interviews and such um, and then our show comes on right after that. So, of course, out here, it's um, oh, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific time. It was gorgeous out there today. Got to see that first practice. We'll be reacting to it the rest of the day. Uh, Tony Pollard, got to visit with Tony Pollard, got to visit with uh, the starting tight end for the Cowboys. It, it just kind of hit me when I was watching the practice today that Jake Ferguson is the starting tight end. So, anyway, I, uh, I beat a path back to our broadcasting position, Oxnard, California, with Cowboys Training Camp, and uh, ready to uh, bring you all the day one type activities. Now, Aaron, you'll enjoy hearing that, um, well, there was a, uh, uh, there was interception by Dak. I mean, some things don't change, it just, but it, it was tipped. It was a tipped ball. Off our men for but it did kind of bring back some uh, some bad memories. And I was looking at my uh, flip chart here to tell you who had that big interception. I also got to visit for a little bit with uh, with with uh, uh, Gilmore, the new cornerback, and that was kind of interesting. Uh, now, Aaron, frustratingly for the Cowboys and their fans, today was a glorified sort of like mini camp type practice installation they were all wearing the special like helmet things designations it was what you call shorts and shells all right this was not a padded practice that will begin monday but we love to get out here for the start of training camp because we're able to collect some fun interviews we're gonna try to sit down with stephen jones while we're out here um I mean, I I just happened to be over there visiting with uh, Dr. Pollard, one of the team doctors that I've known forever, uh, Robert Pollard, uh, Cowboys team doctor, and players kept coming off the field. And he had just mentioned to me, he said, yeah, next week we'll get some hamstring kind of stuff. Well, about that time I looked up and safety Donovan Wilson was limping right toward the medical tent, uh, just about 10 feet away from where I was standing. That looked almost kind of like he was favoring. We'll hear more about it and see what the injury is, but it looked like he was favoring his ankle. You hope that's it, and you hope it wasn't any kind of a... And he was moving gingerly, but I I think it was more of an ankle, it appeared, at least to the eyes of uh, the great Ed Werder, who was standing next to me at practice. That seemed like uh, the case. Now, also, uh, Mukwamu, uh Israel Mukwamu, another safety, uh, had to leave practice with a little bit of a hamstring issue. I would say that one, not that concerning, could hold him out a day or two. The Donovan Wilson one was concerning because he went to the medical tent. They visited with him, talked to him a little bit, and then he left on the back of a cart. Uh, they took him to the uh, training area and where they lift weights and all of that. So, uh, Aaron, that was, uh, that was uh, somewhat uh, – uh, well, that was that was a little bit concerning to see that. Our, now, on a brighter note – Our buddy Calvin Watson um,
2: reporting pretty, that it was a, a calf injury. They don't know the extent.
1: I'm sorry, say that again. Who reported it?
2: Calvin Watkins.
1: Calvin Watkins, okay, okay, from the Dallas Morning News, uh, which uh, is interesting because Calvin, uh, uh, but yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's good news there. The calf, again, you never know how long one of those could uh, last, and Aaron, just so I'm clear on this, are you saying which player uh, has the calf according to Calvin?
2: Donovan Wilson.
1: Okay, okay, because I had, you know, obviously brought up the McQuamu
2: thing oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think no,
1: McQuamu is, is a, uh, uh, a hamstring, but Donovan Wilson, according to this report that Aaron just saw on Twitter, Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News, um, saying, yeah, that's a calf injury to Donovan Wilson. He, he certainly was limping a little bit, and, and again, they carted him away so that is something to keep an eye on out here. And, um, man, I tell you, I never take it for granted. Coming out here, uh, watching it all, the the fans, the excitement. There's all the people who showed up today. Um, today, they kind of had a lineup of different players talking at the same time. Demarcus Lawrence, Tony Pollard. I went up and was able to just grab a few minutes with, uh, with Jake Ferguson, second-year tight end out of Wisconsin. Uh, Aaron, I... I was just, in and in, in we'll try to, uh, you can imagine how all this is uh, is happening because we these all these interviews are taking place kind of right before we come on air. So I try to uh, get the interviews and then get back to our broadcast spot and get things turned around. And of course, I'm sending things to Aaron as Aaron's producing another show, uh, which is the John Morris Show, of course. Now, Aaron, this tight end room um You've got Sean uh, McEwen, remember him, uh, M-little-c, big K-E-O-N. Luke Schoonmaker was a second-round pick, I believe, out of Michigan. And he's started out camp kind of, I mean, he he was out there, and I was kind of watching him do things. He's taken over number 86, Dalton Dalton's Schultz's old number, Jake Ferguson, and then Peyton Hendershot. I mean, Aaron, I, I wouldn't say that's a group that exactly blows you away. Although Hendershot has some ability, uh, very athletic, and, and, and certainly made some plays for the Cowboys. I mean, I, I think would probably be considered maybe the fastest of the tight ends. Uh, Jake Ferguson probably will line up and be the starting tight end for this team. Uh, I, I'm always astounded, Aaron, and at, at I'm six one when you get next to these guys. And, I mean, I'm trying to – I'm going to see real quick what uh, Ferguson is listed – um, he's listed as six five. I mean, he is a Hulk, and 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 can make catches and. But I mean, they're really going to need him to step up. We had some a good visit with him uh, as the show unfolds. We'll hopefully maybe get to hear uh, some of that. And then today, as I was uh, racing out of there to prepare for the show, um, Trayvon Diggs was speaking for the first time on the big stage. Uh, about his day, and uh, uh, you know the uh, the huge contract that he got over a hundred million dollar deal, forty two point three million, which is guaranteed. And uh, always, again, fun to show up here. Fun, uh, great to see a bunch of old friends. And Aaron, our buddy Ian Rappaport, was uh, in town and hanging out on the NFL Network site. Um, I mean, it was a it was a it was a really good gathering of people. Uh, Charles from Yahoo Sports was in town, so everywhere you looked, people want to be here for the start of Cowboys camp. I, a couple other little nuggets, Aaron, for you. I, I was watching uh, I was watching Dorrance Armstrong walk off the field today, and I, I've seen Dorrance for a while, and and I just got to say, again, he's now. He's been in the league six or seven years. He was drafted in 2018. All right, so here we are in 2023. Aaron, he's a, he's enormous. Like I, I and again, he's got some position flex. But I, I had to do a double take because I was just like, wait, that looks like a big, huge defensive tackle. And then I I went and looked real quick, and I'm like, I was saying, no, that's Dorrance. That's absolutely Dorrance Armstrong. So anyway, just there's some things out here that sometimes catch my eye. Um, I would say in this first practice, and again, we'll let you hear from um, Mike McCarthy uh, coming up, uh, his daily news conference. I mean, I I thought he had some really interesting things to say out here from Oxnard. He does that at 1245 Central Time each day, and then, um, oh, about – but an hour after that, the practice starts out here, and um, um, so you can imagine Aaron me keeping uh, the time difference. And then, in addition, I had the uh, the really interesting thing of um, I earlier today I have already misplaced my keys to my rental car. I have no clue where they are. So we have we have that we have a little bit of an issue, which is sad, Aaron, because I've got like a. A Dodge Charger. I mean, it's like one of those that out at Alan Samuels, like Ted Teague has, little muscle car type action thing. Will jump out from under you, and I have searched high and low, and um, and have already um, have no have no clue where those keys are. So, we'll uh, continue to try to solve that mystery as the day unfolds. All right, Aaron, what do I need to know from back home? Anything anything breaking on your front that uh, you want to bring to the table as uh, as you've been monitoring everything else in sports today? Anything you wanted to bring up?
2: Yeah, there was actually a a, a story that uh, popped up a few minutes ago on Twitter from Pete Thamel Said sources, Colorado is in discussions about a move to the Big 12. The school has just completed a board meeting and scheduled another for tomorrow to discuss the move. The Big 12 is also holding a president's <laughs> meeting tonight where, they're expected, where there's expected to be an expansion update. Ross Dellinger with a similar tweet about, well, almost at exactly the same time. So a lot more smoke.
1: Aaron. I think I know what we're doing for Campus Confidential today. <laughs> I think that'll uh, I think that'll work out just beautifully. Wow, um, I, I I need to get my arms around it. We've thought about Colorado. I kind of thought the Pac-12 would figure something out, um, and they have been alluding to a deal that's out there. Um, now, Aaron, it's not like. It, by itself, the Colorado departure brings the whole thing down, but man, it's, it's kind of ugly, right? I mean, the the San Diego state thing kind of was weird and they're back. They had to go kind of, uh, you know, crying back to, uh, the mountain West. I don't know. I don't know what you do if Colorado is truly thinking about leaving. I mean, I, I gotta say that, um, our man Barry Trammell in the Oklahoman has had a lot of that. Of course, our Pac-12 riders always knock that down, but uh, Aaron, this is uh, this is huge news. Um, uh, a Big 12, and Aaron, update us again a little bit on that. That's uh, that's fascinating. When is this Big 12 presidents' meeting? Did you say that's set for tonight?
2: Yes, according to uh, Pete Dammel.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's start making some calls, and um, well, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if uh, you know President Livingstone. I, I would imagine in an emergency type situation like this, if it is an emergency, if it's not a previously scheduled uh, president's meeting, they'll all jump on Zoom. But this is this is big, and what I think ha- happens is Brett Yormark has given a lot of leeway. To be out there moving and grooving, and but of course he he has oversight and he has people that he reports to, and and he might uh, he might have to circle back with them. But uh, Aaron, I'll uh, I'll spend a little time here uh, calling around a little bit to see if we can find out anything more. But really, really uh, interesting news breaking this afternoon. Uh, and again, Aaron says that uh, De- uh, Ross Dellinger, who's with Yahoo Sports now. Uh, as well as Pete Thamel, who's with ESPN, and used to be at Yahoo Sports, both of them uh, having this news. And this is a story we will continue to track. All right. We'll be back. Uh, Aaron, let's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we may we're certainly going to spend more time on this and then Campus Confidential will hit it. Uh, We may do a little bit of uh, uh, more Cowboys here since we're out here at Cowboys Training Camp, but this is a huge story. We'll continue to talk about it as Colorado could be headed toward the Big 12. That's next. This is is ESPN
3: Central
0: Texas. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Brits Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad Jesse Brits Automotive, discounting your prices, not your service.
3: ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios
1: got chronic joint pain, not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery, well, thankfully, there's a better way, and it's now available here for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. It's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm talking about new, advanced regenerative medicine treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your bad joints, providing lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. QC Kinetics, nation's leader in precision regenerative medicine with over 100 clinics across America and literally thousands. Thousands of satisfied patients. If you got joint pain due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, don't just think the old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new regenerative options that can change your life. Call QC Kinetics now. Free consultation with local medical professionals. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100.
3: Matt Mosley, live from Dallas Cowboys Training Camp on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is uh, our continuous coverage of Cowboys Training Camp and uh, just got right in the middle of it today. Landed some interviews, talked to some different folks. Uh, We'll hear from them as as we get into the day, but uh, we have had some breaking news on the Big 12 front. Pete Thamel um, has this news for ESPN, and Colorado has had a board meeting to discuss moving to the Big 12. They've apparently – another tweet has gone up from from Pete Thamel and saying that they've added – a, a another special meeting uh, for tomorrow and this kind of comes on the heels of a, uh, a, a I think a planned meeting that they were talking about some things, but obviously um, I mean I, their meeting, this thing's gotten intense uh, tonight, uh, according to Thamel's report, the Big 12 uh, presidents will have an expansion update. What does that mean exactly? Well... It likely means that Brett Yormark, uh, who's authorized to act on behalf of the conference and have these conversations, but he certainly needs to go back and, and tell them kind of what's on the table, what the cut would be, you know, what the what this negotiation would look like, how quickly they need to act. Um, it also tells me that Colorado ha- has just and they've just never totally been convinced. That this Pac-12 media deal, a linear, a TV deal, media rights deal, is going to land like it needs to. And again, the, the confidence that they've shown really comes across as false confidence. And because there's nothing coming in behind it, and it really sounds like Colorado is now seriously... Thinking of leaving the Pac-12, and of course that would cause a domino effect. And um, uh, I, I mean, it's a this is really um, uh, a, a, a huge story. Now, Aaron, you were also telling me Ross Dellinger. Uh, who we've had on and we've followed in fact i saw his uh, coworker from yahoo sports was at practice today at cowboys practice as we're out here at oxnard california cowboys i've been right in the middle of the uh oh the tent i was talking to the medical folks we have had two injuries for the cowboys today a calf injury uh to donovan wilson the safety out of texas a&m uh really really good safety and then maquamu had just a little bit of a tweak to his hamstring is what uh, I was hearing as I stood down there right next to the medical tent. Aaron, that's probably, you can't see great from down there as far as like seeing all the action, but it's kind of, it's kind of good for, you know, noticing injuries and noticing people even, not a great sign by the way, on a day when all you're doing is almost kind of a glorified jog through there's no pads. There's shorts and shells. Not a great sign that you've already had two injuries uh, for the Cowboys in this uh, in this first practice. Now, let me tell you, when we get into Campus Confidential coming up at 440, we're just going to go wide open with this breaking news. And and we may have to save some of our Cowboys uh, material. Aaron's done a great job of turning that around quickly. Uh, Aaron, let's, uh, i tell you what we'll do right now. Uh, for 440, again, for Campus Confidential, will come strong and, uh, and give you the latest on Colorado as they hold a board meeting. And, I mean, this is, this is pretty amazing. Um, they are exploring possibly joining the Big 12. If it happens, it could cause a domino uh, effect. And you could get the four-corner schools. You're going to have Oregon uh, and Washington, both in a panic as well. I think the Big 12 has always been, um, you know, Brett is tremendously opportunistic. I I think he would quickly open the door for Arizona uh, and Utah and then perhaps Arizona State. So you could get those four corner schools in, but for now, the, the first one appears to be Colorado, and Aaron, I got to say, I while it was interesting that there was so much smoke, I just kind of always thought, eh, I don't know, I mean, they used to be in the Big 12, they're not coming back to the Big 12, well, it's happening, and a lot of it's happening because the Pac-12 was left in a lurch, uh, but I think it speaks to the fact that. Uh, that, you know, Bob Bowlesby and then Brett Yormark and then the ADs like Mac Rhodes, the presidents like uh, President Livingstone did an incredible job of getting through that awful time when Texas and Oklahoma a couple of years ago announced they were leaving because now the Pac 12 is in a similar spot and they are not exactly banding together. And if Colorado comes over to the Big 12, Um, it's, it's, you know, it's not the, the enormous story that Texas and Oklahoma leaving or going to the SEC is, but it's still huge, still enormous. And I think it just shows that the big 12 is on the hunt and there is a belief that there's a strength in numbers. All right. We are going to let you listen because I know we got a lot of Cowboys fans who are excited about our coverage out here, Aaron, let's see what we'll do first. I had a chance um, to visit with Cowboys starting tight end Jake Ferguson. You might remember him last year from his rookie season. Had some good games. Had a couple of touchdowns. He's a tall, huge target, six five, from Wisconsin. Pretty crafty guy. I mean, I, he's you know he's more athletic than I think anybody realized. They hit on that player, and um, I, I I remember when he came out of of Wisconsin. Aaron, I don't. Uh, what what was he? Was Ferguson a? Let me let me look back. Uh, fourth round pick. He was a fourth round pick in 2022, and much like Dalton Schultz, he kind of broke out, and uh, and we'll see if he can fill the void left behind by uh, by Dalton Schultz. Here is my conversation with uh, uh, with the uh, Cowboys' starting tight end. Jake Ferguson. Well, uh, how would it go to, uh, you know, first practice out of the way and everything? Is it, is it I mean, being the, the guy in the room now, does it, is it a weird feeling at all? I mean, without galting around, that kind of thing? I mean, definitely definitely
5: different with change always. Uh, that's every year. But, I mean, just getting out here first day, kind of getting those kinks out, getting, knocking the rest off a little bit, um, being out here with the guys, I mean, it's it's awesome. It kind of brings you back to that, that love of the game. I mean, you know, uh, you're still doing stuff in the offseason that's football-related, but once you finally get out here and start playing it, it kind of brings you back, and um, it's just a great feeling getting out here with the guys with this, this new room, these new rookies. What is the what is the new room looking like, and what do you what do you think of the new guys? I think it's it's an exciting room. I think everybody in the room right now can play. Um, they can bring something to this team, and um, I think l Dub's doing a great job of just preparing everybody and getting everybody ready so that
1: when their number does get called, it's a uh, it's the same product. What was your off season like? What did you work on the most? in terms of adding to your game? A lot of it was uh, my
5: body, sort of getting that baby fat off. <laughs> um, and then just, just getting working, getting comfortable with the new system. Um, not super new, some of the same old stuff, but also uh, just getting down. So when I do get out here, uh, it's second nature, and it's just something that kind of
1: comes easy. Do the tight ends get invited to Lake Oconee at all? Or is that like, a, OK, did you make that trip? I did. I was there. A couple of us made it. Um, it was a great trip with, uh, with Dak, the rest of
5: the receivers. Um, just getting out there with the guys before we came out here. Um,
1: kind of, uh, I mean, more of a bonding, but also getting a lot of work done and getting on the same page. What's Dak like in those sessions? Pretty intense. Is it pretty intense? Is he mixing a little fun? What's that like? You know, it's its the perfect mixture. Um, uh, he's a leader one of
5: the best leaders I've ever been around in my entire life. Um, And you see that through everything he does, whether it is when we're in in between the lines getting work done, we're in the classroom learning, we're in workshops talking, or even when we're out, um, kind of letting loose a little bit, just having fun. He's he's always that guy who
1: brings the same energy every time, and um, no matter what we're doing, he's bringing everybody together. All right. Workout-wise, do you do anything creative, like outside of just hitting the weights and conditioning? Are you into any other things? (laughs) Uh, Nothing too crazy. I got
5: somebody who's been making me walk a little bit more, little beach walks, stuff like that, but uh, nothing too crazy. Beach walks, what's that? I mean, just a stroll or, oh, okay. Five miles or something like that, just... I mean, just walking, just starting to walk a little bit more. Not in Dallas, it's too hot, but when we're in a good uh, setting, it's always a little long walk, so. And that kind of helps the mental? Helps the mental for sure, but also, I mean, walking's good for you. It's better than just sitting around and not doing
1: anything after a workout. So, um, definitely definitely something I've been picking up lately. It makes me feel better about my walks yeah. to know an NFL tight end yeah. does some walks. Jump in here, Kyle. Yeah, yeah
5: so uh, you talked about taking a little bit of that baby fat off, yeah. kind of working on your body through the offseason. You look bigger, have you, have you gained any anyway? weight? Good. Yeah, I mean, gained more weight than what I finished at last year for sure. Um, like I said, lost those rolls, lost the belly fat a little bit. Um, yeah, just continuing to just eat cleaner. Um, gave up chips for the for the whole year. So if you guys see me eating chips, smack me or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, just just watching what I eat, watching what I do, um, just being a little bit smarter about that. I don't think I'm going to smack you at all. I'll stay away from that one. I'll stay away from that one. Tell us a little bit. You talked about the coaching style and what he's kind of brought to the table. This is a young group of guys, mm-hmm. so it's really a blank canvas for him as a coach. I mean, what type of influence has he had on you even through the early parts of your career? Uh, I mean, a ton, just being there. Pretty much through everything, and um, I mean, some guys from different places—they always say uh, some of the coaches aren't as hands-on as they usually are. But I mean, it's not the case here at all. You come to him with a question at 10 at night, call him, he'll call you. I mean, last night he just called us, and said, "Hey, what are you guys doing? Let's hang." I'm like, "All right, yeah, let's." We don't even have to talk football, and it's just that kind of that kind of love that when you do get in the classroom, when you do get in the meeting rooms, it's like, okay, it's time to work, it's time to learn. And um, like I said before, he's he's making sure everybody in this room is ready for that. When their number does get called. That's a great feeling. It just, we're also competing, but we're also on the same page, the same room. Last year, we saw Peyton Hendershot really emerge, and, and of course, you guys have that bond, but he, he really stood, stood out in Oxnard a year ago. Do you have anybody that might be under the radar in that room this year that you should probably keep an eye on? Yeah, uh, John Stevens, we call him Stretch. Um, I think he's going to have a good camp. I love the way he plays. Um, great dude. But I mean, I think everybody in this room is, is hands-on for Pretty good
1: baller. Is he that is he tall? Is that the stretch? Yeah, okay. Stretch. I was looking to see how tall <laughs> he was. Stevens. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Love stretch that. Stevens, that is a good name. What was your go-to chips, by the way? What was your favorite? See, I don't discriminate on chips. I, I eat everything. <laughs> a nice wavy lay.
6: <laughs>
0: mm. Oh my.
5: Those and crinkled. You, you, you yeah. eat dip or you my just mom throw makes chips. a crazy like first of all the buffalo chicken dip is yeah, crazy. That's a good one. Uh yeah, my mom's a big dip lady. She makes everything, so. <laughs> That's, That's kind of my Achilles heel. The seven-layer dip. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, being a Midwest guy, I love cheese. Ooh. So, I mean, That's I totally good. had to give up everything. <laughs> That's not, a lot. That's, and then that baby fat just started falling. Off.
1: <laughs> well, there he is, Jake Ferguson, giving up chips and dip. And uh, that makes me hungry. Aaron, that makes me think of uh, – the, uh, the French onion dip that they, they make fresh at the Baylor Club um, also makes me think of the, uh, the shrimp. When they have that uh, shrimp night up there, the, the boiled shrimp, oh my goodness, what a time that is. But uh, that was the Cowboys' starting tight end, and they really need Jake Ferguson to be productive and Aaron, the man they call Stretch Stevens, went to Louisiana, and he's an undrafted free agent, a rookie, and they, they act like he can really play. Uh, undrafted rookie, 6'6", 245 pounds. They call him Stretch. Stretch Stevens. Okay, we have our own Stretch, Glenn Stretch-Smith, who uh, comes on with us quite a bit. So this is, uh, this is big-time stuff happening here At Cowboys Camp. Aaron, one last uh, nugget for you from uh, Cowboys Camp today. Um, you, You might be wondering okay, who stepped in and is playing right guard with Zach Martin out? Zach Martin is holding out. The Cowboys are not commenting about it, but the fact that he's not out there on the field is a glaring type thing. I mean, you're used to seeing him, he's the leader, he's the unquestioned leader of that offensive line. Um, and he's not here, and it's, it's a, he's, in a, he's in a holdout mode. Uh, I do want to say we have a, a Tony Pollard interview that we'll, uh, we'll play for you as we get into the 5 o'clock hour, and uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Tony Pollard uh, lined up uh, really for the first time. He had to do it when, uh, when Zeke was holding out, but everybody knew Zeke would be back. Now Zeke's not back. And Tony Pollard is the man. Today was his first practice as, as, as truly the full-time starter. And uh, so the uh, assembled media um, uh, had a visit with Tony Pollard today. And uh, we'll get into that. Oh, Aaron, the nugget I was going to tell you is that with Zach Martin out, Josh Ball has stepped in and is starting at right guard Aaron, would you care to guess how tall Josh Ball is? Uh, and, and think about what usually we think. Guards are big, but I want you to guess how tall Josh Ball is. 6'2". Six 6'8". Six wow. <laughs> yeah, I again, kind of like Dorrance today, I looked out there and thought, my goodness. I mean, they're all huge, but... I mean, what a monster. 6'6", 320 pounds. I would say the only 6'8", Cowboys uh, uh, player, Doug Free, played at 6'8". And the late, great Rayfield Big Cat Wright played at about 6'7". Played right tackle and was one of the greatest Cowboys of all time. All right, let us hear from you on the text line. Always love hearing from our folks. If you got Cowboys question, you got a player on the team you want me to check out, you want me to watch, I'll do it. I'll do it. I see. Like right now, I'm looking, and that uh, that free agent, uh, Banagu interests me a little bit. A fifth year player out of TCU. I kind of want to take a peek at Banagu and see what he's bringing to the play uh, the table. Uh, and, uh, uh Odigizua. I mean, is he going to have a big breakout year? 6'2, 294 pound defensive tackle out of UCLA. And Aaron, I've got my media guide, brand new Cowboys media guide. In fact, all the, all my old riding buddies were a little upset that old Mosley secured one and they didn't have it. And, uh, uh, got my hands on it. And so I've been grow, going through the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys media guide. Maxie Parrish and his staff would be impressed. This is a good one. But although, Aaron, guess who's on the cover of the Dallas Cowboys 2023 media guide? You guessed it, Zach. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. So that's always uh, interesting. Zach Martin. Uh, I think I saw CDs on there and Dak is on there as well. But right in the middle is a huge picture of one Zach Martin, uh, who is uh, someday going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but right now is holding out for the Dallas Cowboys. Zach, by the way, 32 years old. I think Zach Martin could still be good, for another three seasons. I really do. I think he's capable of being excellent, and um, and I still feel like he's in his prime, but he is not in this camp right now. All right, we have breaking news in the Big 12. And for once, it's not speculation and all oh, this and that. There are meetings being held about the possibility of Colorado, the Buffaloes, joining The Big 12. We'll catch you up on that. We'll do it next. Listen to ESPN Central
3: Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
4: Introducing the new B.O.B., Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32.
3: Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at syntechsportsfan.com.
4: Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Leo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA/SIPC.
8: In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, LIFE INSURANCE, 401K AND MORE. FULL-TIME POSITIONS OFFER 40-PLUS HOURS PER WEEK. PTO BEGINS DAY ONE OF FULL-TIME EMPLOYMENT. HOURLY EMPLOYEES ARE PAID WEEKLY. AT ALAMO STEEL, THEY BELIEVE IN ABOVE AVERAGE PAY TO ATTRACT WELL-QUALIFIED INDIVIDUALS. APPLY IN PERSON MONDAY THROUGH FRIDAY, 8 TO 5, 2784 OLD DALLAS ROAD. ONE BLOCK OFF I-35 IN LACEY
7: LAKEVIEW. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet,
3: where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: i right, is Matt Mosley, and it is Campus Confidential. With special edition today. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for what you do. And uh, this is a big, uh, Jim's been a big part of this show for years and years. And uh, um, I, there is a lot going on. And Aaron, I'll let you kind of recap it. Uh, Aaron, you always hear Aaron with the stories for Campus Confidential. But Campus Confidential broke out. In the, uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, uh, or the start of the 4, with uh, some big news. And, Aaron, I guess the, uh, uh, the, the fact that this thing seems to be moving quickly enough that the Big 12 presidents are having a meeting this very evening uh, I, I find this thing to be, uh, the, you just don't start moving this direction this quickly. Um, I, I it, it really does now feel like it's almost inevitable that Colorado will join the Big 12.
2: Yeah, when this broke, probably, what, five minutes before we came on the air, Pete Thamel from ESPN and Ross Dellinger from Yahoo Sports both, Outstanding journalists who've been covering this story for well over a year, both kind of came out and reported about these meetings, and it was it was different than obviously than the previous reporting, which was a lot of smoke. This looks like more than smoke. I'll read from Pete Thamel's article: "The future of the Colorado in the Pac-12 is the future of Colorado in the Pac-12 is in flux as the school is discussing the future of athletics at a university board of trustees meeting." today regarding, quote, athletic operation. The school is mulling a potential move to the Big 12, according to Thamel and his sources, and the Wednesday meeting represents a potential step in the process for the university to approve a move there, according to sources. The Big 12 is also holding a President's and Chancellor's meeting tonight. Not a coincidence, as Matt mentioned, which sources said is expected to include an update on potential expansion. The coinciding meetings project some clarity on Colorado's future in the league to come in the upcoming days.
1: I mean, Aaron, it, you know, I, I, you come all the way out, you, you, <laughs> you know, you, all the way out to Oxnard, to Cowboys camp, and then inevitably some huge story breaks back home, you know, and and, um, and it's, it's live radio. I get it. And uh, we'll talk plenty of Cowboys while I'm out of here. But this becomes the massive story of the day and i i don't know that i think colorado is some kind of juggernaut of a program i think dion has made them relevant he has made them far more interesting than they were i have no clue how long he will be there but with so much instability and unrest in the Pac-12, the Big 12, as uh, Brett Yourmark uh, famously said, were open for business. And this would be a coup. This, What this does is take it, Aaron, from the realm of trolling somebody. Again, Brett's above that. But for the most part, a lot of this has felt like kind of buzzing the tower um, and that the Pac-12 was going to come up with some kind of solution. Aaron, I would uh, imagine that as we speak, the commissioner of the Pac-12, uh, George Klievkoff, is, is trying to reach everybody at Colorado this started to unfold at Pac-12 media days when the, the brass from Colorado started to be kind of vocal about, hey, guys, uh, we'd really like to see this number. Hey, if, there, if there's a number out here, we kind of need to see it. And it, it was, there have been interesting statements from different presidents and ADs, but this was Colorado being pretty overt in calling out its own conference and in doing so, its conference commissioner. What what adding Colorado would do is it, it strengthens the Big 12, and again, it's not like it's... It, it was a historically great program going way back, but it was just kind of that one era where and I guess they back in the big eight maybe Chuck Fairbanks or whoever was out there had some decent years but for the most part they're the greatest they ever were was with Bill McCartney um, and you know Coach, uh, Coach, Coach McCartney won a national championship but that's it that's really it there was about a, a five to ten year period. Where under McCartney they got really good. And then they've they've gone back all these last twenty five years or so of being really, really bad. But they now have Dion. It's kind of a hot, fun place to go. It's a relevant deal. And quite honestly, Dion and some of his um approach uh you know. It, 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 there's some things it, you got to always remember that um, Brett Yormark's background is in entertainment, and he's worked with Jay Z. Uh, he was with the Nets, huge NBA guy. NBA does a great job with its entertainment arm. This is not this this is this is really really fascinating to watch all this play out, but. Um, I I think I think Aaron that Colorado would uh, start a wave. No, none of these ever just happen by themselves. Maybe they used to, like with A and M leaving the conference, but generally these things either happen in twos or they happen in you know. Um, they, there, there might be four schools that end up doing this, but I promise you. If Colorado does this the, the right now Oregon folks and in um, Washington folks are in touch with the Big Ten as we speak because once once there it once Colorado goes there's gonna be a run on these teams and if the Big 12 takes the four corner schools then You know, you're you're really getting into an an embarrassing situation where you have like Oregon State, Oregon, Washington, Washington State, and Aaron. Who am I missing? Um, Basically, you just don't have a conference left. Correct. Cal Berkeley and Stanford. I mean, you got maybe a good debate team, but you don't have much of a football conference. So it's uh, this is happening, and, and just to reiterate what Aaron said, for those of you just joining us, Colorado is had a a meeting today. They've called a special meeting, a board meeting, a board of regents meeting for tomorrow at three o'clock i assume that's mountain time three o'clock uh i'm on west coast time aaron's back at the mothership in central time so we'll all try to get together and figure this out but i believe it's 3 p.m mountain time um and so that'll uh that'll be taking place um so aaron what is that four o'clock our time um, anyway, that's going to happen tomorrow, and that'll be uh, that, that'll that be, and then tonight as Aaron talked about, the Big 12 presidents are meeting, and uh, that is, uh, appears to be a special meeting that has been called uh, this news coming to us from ESPN's Pete Thamel, and then Yahoo Sports um, Ross Dellinger uh, Aaron do you I, I I guess we I mean, do you think the Pac-12 has one last move here? Is there any rabbit that that uh, that Kleivakov could could pull out of his hat to save this thing?
2: Assuming that Colorado does move, which we're obviously making that assumption, I don't think so. I think that the one move they could have made, and I still don't think it would have been anywhere near equal, was kind of, if Colorado left, kind of swapping them out with San Diego State. I don't think that's an option anymore, uh, at least for a couple of more years. And I think that they could have
1: well replaced I mean, them with San
2: Diego State and looked okay in the public eye, but I don't even know if that would have been enough, and I don't think that's an option now.
1: Yeah, I mean – I, those schools, I looked at it today, Aaron, when I was flying out here, I boarded, Aaron, you know how much I love mornings. I boarded at 5.40 a.m. from Love Field today. That's never fun when you're right. boarding at 5.40. What time do you have to wake up to make that flight? About 4. You have to be out of bed 4.00. Can you sleep very well, even if you try to go to bed at like eleven or midnight when you know you got to be up at four? No. So, but Aaron, this news has energized me. It's given me a kick, and so has been out being out here at uh, Cowboys training camp. But uh, man, this is uh, this is huge news. Aaron continues to monitor every facet of this thing, and um, I think colorado tried to signal to us aaron that something like this might be happening again by how public they were in saying hey show us a number hey george probably about time to show us some kind of uh number that you're going to bring in aaron i don't i don't know i mean on, on one hand like if usc and ucla we're still in the we're still like long-term members of the Pac-12 and they lost Colorado it it would be a loss but it wouldn't destroy the whole conference this feels like the start of something and it also feels like i mean the funny part of it to me is the whole part about Colorado leaving um, now, let's remember why schools like Nebraska and Colorado and then Texas A&M and, of course, Missouri, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons they wanted out of the Big 12 is because University of Texas lorded over everyone. Um, and again, my, my Longhorn buddies would admit, yeah, Mosley's right about that. They just do. It's what they do. It's, it's fine. It's just, I mean, own it. It's what you, you I know, mean, they got the Longhorn network. Nobody else got a network, right? And, in that stuff, and of course, Missouri and Colorado were long gone by then. Um, and, and, but that's Colorado. I mean, they just, there just wasn't a fit. They felt like geographically that, the Pac-12 was more of a fit. And then some of them feel like there's some prestigious, you know, academic kind of stuff in the Pac-12 which again has nothing to do with college football. Maybe the presidents think about that, but nobody in that it's a college football fan sits around wondering who's got the the research status. I mean, we love that at Baylor that we're an R1 school and I'll brag on it all day because I went to Baylor. But we don't sit around at football games, nobody's open the stands like saying, hey, did you hear we were R1? Did you hear we are on this status? It's not what we do. Um, so anyway, it, it, Colorado coming back to the Big 12. Aaron, I would put that as one of the most if, – if you had have told me this could happen 15 years ago or whenever they left, I would have told you not in a million years would they come back. But – think what's happened texas is a, is almost gone oklahoma is almost gone now they loved their ties with oklahoma and they they did love those old big 8 ties but they but most of these schools left especially nebraska nebraska absolutely hated the fact that the conference office and everything was in the dallas area everything the conference did Happened in the Metroplex, and and Nebraska couldn't deal with that. And then Nebraska also talked about wanting to, you know, go get some research grants or whatever. Aaron, can I tell you something funny about Nebraska? They don't even have that status anymore. They they felt so haughty about themselves <laughs> and going to the Big Ten, and we're gonna we're gonna be big academics and whatever that status is. Now it's not the R one like Baylor has. It's a different kind of thing. That different schools get, Jason. If you're out there listening, text me. You'll you'll know the name of it, or, or Kevin Gall. But there's some status they have, and they took it away from Nebraska. So anyway, um, I I welcome Colorado back. Aaron, are you? Does this does this news today excite you, or or does this amuse you, or does it do both?
2: Oh no, I'm super super excited. I think I think it doesn't stop with one school. It may stop with two, but I think there'll be at least two schools. I'm excited to see what the second school might be. I know you have to get the first one first, but it really looks like that's a done deal. And it's, it's just amazing what Brett Yormark has been able to do since he became commissioner. He's really – I know it's an overused expression, but he really has been playing chess while George Klivkoff has been playing checkers. He beat them to the punch on the media deal, which – Really threw their whole media rights strategy into disarray, and it's still in disarray no matter what they say, because they couldn't even present Colorado with numbers last week at the uh, Pac-12 meetings. It's just a it's a great great time to be a Big Twelve fan, especially after losing well, Texas and, and Oklahoma about this I, time last year.
1: Or two years yeah, ago. I I I have to think that. Maybe maybe you could go get um, Utah or Arizona. I don't know if you get all four schools right now. I don't know if they want to go that big. But, again, people are going to be looking around. Maybe you do go big um, and, and get, get up there around, probably, 16 schools. I mean, you go from not knowing what was going to happen two years ago to having 16. If you added the four, I mean, that is wild to even think about that. Now if I could only add one more Aaron th- it would be difficult because Utah is certainly the better football school. In fact, Utah this year has a chance to be in the college football playoff uh, conversation. So, I I probably should put them first, but I just love Arizona uh basketball. I know Mac Rhodes went to Arizona and has ties there. And Baylor's obviously great at basketball. I selfishly, I mean, I think I want them both. But if I had to pick one, probably you got to go with Utah because of their football program. Um, What school is the better fit in the Big 12 academically? I promise you, I I mean, they can pretend they're asking those questions, but that'll be about the 10th thing on the list. All right, Aaron, good stuff, man. A, a very, very power-packed campus confidential. Tell you what we'll do, because um, I do not want to leave anybody in this getting, that's jumping in with us in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to listen to, because I'm out at Cowboys Camp out here in Oxnard. In fact, I've been looking out over the practice field uh, this afternoon. Lots of fans came rolling in there this morning. Today was the first practice. Of uh, training camp and uh and this is always a fun time because the players are all doing their interviews and doing their stuff and so um i really enjoy getting out here early in camp but huge news has broken on the big 12 front here's what we'll do we're going to let you hear some of uh tony pollard today especially given the fact that this was his first official practice as the starting quarterback of the Cowboys. First training camp practice, I should say. But it, was a, it seemed kind of significant. So we're going to let you hear from Tony Pollard. And then at 5.20 or 5.25, we'll, um, we'll get back into the huge story of the day. Colorado appears to be headed to the Big 12. All that coming up in a busy 5 o'clock hour.
3: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics.
6: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com.
1: Did you know, now's a great time to let Jeff and our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service, and body shop, and a full line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price.
9: Jeff Hunter Toyota, Toyota quality, Waco values. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar, or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way, so it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at
3: syntechsportsfan.com.
5: You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
0: Central National Bank. Your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com.
8: Did you know there are more Lego figures than there are actual people on earth? Did you know that a well known fast food chain once created bubblegum flavored broccoli? Or how about that gorillas burp when they're happy? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor, and I like teaching you new things. When it comes to foundation repair, there are a lot of things to learn, and you can get overwhelmed in a hurry. What kind of piers? How do they work? What kind of warranty? What about my plumbing? Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get sucked into that vortex of this guy versus that guy or this method or that. At The Foundation Doctor, we offer more methods and options than anyone in town. We've been doing this a long time, and we know what works. Let us teach you what we know and guide you through this most challenging process. It doesn't have to be painful. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at I need the doctor.com So for doors
7: that are sticking, and cracks in your walls, the foundation
3: doctor will make a
7: house call.
3: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco,
0: K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helbert Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies
1: and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and we're the uh, home to all sorts of breaking news. And uh, at 520, coming up at all about 525, we'll take you home with more of this news about Colorado and the board meetings that are taking place. Border Regents will meet again tomorrow in a special meeting that's been called And the Big 12 presidents are meeting tonight. uh, uh, According to reports from Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports and Pete Thamel of ESPN. Uh, These are uh, these is a major story and the reports are that uh, uh, the Big 12 presidents will receive an update tonight on expansion. What it what is looking like is that all the talk and all the uh, conversations with Colorado have come to fruition. I think Colorado, like some of these other schools, wanted to give uh, George Klievkoff, and they've tried to portray a brave front. They wanted to give him every chance to land a media deal. As they wait and continue to wait, um, it becomes, I, I. I just think they, They, and and quite honestly, and I think the horror for a story like this for Klevkoff, and we we joke about him and some of the stuff he says. It's not all his fault. He inherited a mess, Um, and and then uh, I mean it's like welcome to welcome to college sports, uh, George, and I mean they they basically USC and uh, uh, you know UCLA greet him by leaving. Um, Larry Scott, the old commissioner, had left the thing in horrible financial shape in terms of the conference offices, the buildings, the comp, the network, some of the stuff he did with the network. Um, he left it in bad, bad shape, and that is what Klevkoff inherited. Now it appears that Colorado wants out, and they want to join the Big 12. Why is that? Well, there's safety in numbers, and I also think that Brett Yormark is an extremely um, uh, persuasive individual, and he's he he saw how vulnerable the Pac-12 was, and he saw a time to pounce. It's not so much about trying to blow them up as it is strengthening an already kind of exciting pack, uh, uh big 12. all right i mean it, think about this season aaron with with um, um, texas and ou playing their last year and then talk of colorado coming in uh the excitement grows within the conference every day and it's still shocking that it feels this way two years removed from that uh, fateful day when Texas and OU left. All right, let's take a listen. I'm out here at Cowboys camp and uh, uh, attended the uh, the daily Mike McCarthy media session today, and uh, that was uh, that was an interesting uh, uh, time. And, and Mike, um, and I think the part that I think you'll really enjoy is hearing Coach McCarthy go back and talk about what it was like trying to meet with dak and what he said to him and and kind of what what his process is like in addressing all the interceptions because obviously that's been a major topic and I uh, wanted to let you hear about uh, some from this morning's session here is mike mccarthy good morning news um uh, you were able to – the club was able to sign Trayvon yesterday to a long-term deal. Can you just talk about being able to get that done before camp starts and just how uh, – what he gives you defensively and means to this
5: team?
10: I mean, definitely. I mean, it's it's good all the way around. I mean, personally, just excited for him and his family and, you know, what that means for his you know his financial future. You know, but for, for us here – at the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, the timing is great. But, you know, second contracts, I think, is, all, is such an important part of the draft and develop method. And when you're able to get your young guys done, um, you know, I mean, there's, you know, it's 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 all in front of us. So, yeah, I, I was excited to see that happen.
9: Uh, Mike Todd Archer with ESPN. For him as a player, what's the next step for him? What, what, what do you want to see improvement from Trayvon?
10: Well, I mean, I think the big thing is you know we always talk about taking the next step and a definition of what that next step looks like. I mean, I think clearly when you look at our defense as a whole, you know, when when you lead the league in in a category, you know, it's particularly takeaways, as we've had uh, the last two years, and I think you know when you look at the history of this league and what that represents, um, and he's a big part of that too. So I mean, it's, so it's it's the ability just to just to play with a with a higher level of discipline and, and know that his opportunities are. Going to probably be less, but how can he contribute in the other aspects of defense? So, you know, just keep taking that next step.
8: Can you also talk about the clientele forward start telegram. Can you talk about the excitement of him playing with Gilmore?
6: And with uh. the- that- Tandem looks
10: like? I mean, you can see it from day one. I mean, I can just, you know, remember when we signed them, you know, and, you know, the next, I think it was the next day in the weight room, you know, those two were in there working out. So I think that, you know, first impressions, impacts, and, you know, not only for, you know, Trayvon, but, you know, for all of us, you know, and just to bring that veteran leadership and presence and obviously the the pelts that he has on the wall, you know, and I think just like anything, the players are always the first to know and the last to know. So you can see the impact that it had on the locker room, you know, in and it started day one with Trayvon.
1: You know, Gilmore, it, it, the, uh, the player the, uh, the Cowboys went after in – Aaron, was that a – did they trade for Gilmore? I'm trying to remember. It, it certainly happened in free agency um, during that period. But, you know, and I, and I got to be around him today – very cerebral, kind of a quiet presence, but he's just done it at such a high level. and while he's not paid what a Trayvon Diggs is, I mean he's still got some tread left on the tire at age 31 or 32 and it was kind of it was kind of cool to watch today and listen to him because I do think he's going to be a, a, a nice presence there. For digs and one of the things you know they they're they're talking about is do teams because they're so scared of the interceptions do they throw away from Trayvon more than ever or is your strategy to pick on him you know what's the what's the next step in him improving his game but um, I I, there was kind of an interesting part of the today's discussion with Mike where he he said he could understand how we might think Diggs is quiet but he he doesn't see it that way. He doesn't think of him as quiet. They've they the the question kind of came up with you know it is is more expected of him with all this money. And Mike McCarthy said, "Yeah, I mean absolutely." there's more expected, the more you make, the more you, uh, they lean on you. But what he doesn't want is for him to try to change his personality at all. All right, let's continue with our, uh, our uh, visit with uh, Mike McCarthy at uh, Cowboys training camp today.
4: Hey coach, Jane Slater, NFL Network. You know, we asked Dak Prescott about this West Coast offense, which he dubbed Texas Coast offense, uh, during OTAs and minicamp. A lot of fans are excited to see what that looks like. Can you explain what you're trying to marry with moving away from what you guys were doing last year with with this offense and the mindset this year?
10: I, I would not say we're moving away from really not really we're not moving away from anything that that we've done in the past because it's our foundation, you know. And I mean, you go back to the first day when I arrived here. It was important to keep the language for Dak Prescott. So, you know, concepts are, are always you're trying to grow. Every, every concept has a history, you know. And the scheme design, in, in my view, always fits into a family. Uh, it's important to keep growing those families and have variations of it. So, you know, we really our approach is to build off of what we've established you know as an offense and uh, but i think you clearly got to recognize that you know when i said the 30 uh, percent you know the 30 percent number i was really focused on was language because language is such a big part of this and um and you know if i have to learn new words which which i've had uh since i've been here and, it, and the crazy part is the same words means the totally opposite about 50 different times so i, I still screw it up once in a while but it, it that's such a big part but the concepts are the concepts the schemes are the schemes uh we we put a tremendous amount of time in detail on the concepts as we've added the wrinkles that you have to add. You got to you you have to protect your base concepts every year and, and give it variation and definition, and that comes into details and, and that's really where I think our players and coaches have done a really good job, you know, in the in the off season, you know, because we, we you know we talked about learning it, you know, through phase one and three uh, phase two, and we talked about detailing it in phase three, and I feel like we accomplished it. Now we get now we got to go practice and perfect it. So.
4: One thing that I wanted to ask you on that, too, is, you know, we talking about adding some of the speed, the vertical threat of Brandon Cooks. Could yeah. you see yourself utilizing him similarly to what you did with Randall Cobb in Green Bay?
10: Um. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think you know, just like anything, you know, a big part of having you know elite playmakers is you know you know it's it's the same conversation we have all the time in here about Micah. You know, if you if you line up, you know, an elite player, you know, a playmaker in the same spot all the time, it's it's easy. It's easier for the opposition to to try to take him away. So, you know, one of the things because you know obviously with Brandon being new, you know, watching you know all his route tree and you know particularly the menu that he's really excelled at in his past experiences you know we, we obviously pay close attention to that so you know and it's really the same conversation with Michael Gallup you know we we don't want to just line Michael up at the X spot all the time too so uh, you know that that's that that would the, these answers really fall in the area of details and I'm talking the details I'm talking about you know the concept may be the same but you may have different you know different players lining up in different spots to excel at that because at the end of the day you know uh, like I remind our guys, you know, time and time again, I've never seen a quarterback get fired for not, you know, for having bad run game footwork, you know, or, uh, you know, spending too much time in a run game. Or, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's about throwing the football. You know, it's about winning, winning two minute drills and so forth. So the connection between the quarterback and the route running of the perimeter group is, is a major, major, major focus for us. Mike Edwards. You
1: know. Oh, sorry, Ed. Sorry, Ed But I, um, I, I thought that was interesting right there. Mike McCarthy, after like a year ago, saying this team neat was built to run the football, and that they needed to, you know, start with a run game. Basically, right then said something completely opposite. Said that you know the whole game is about throwing the football, like that's. That's actually what he believes, because that's what he did it in Green Bay all those years. I mean, think back all those great Aaron Rodgers teams. Name one running back. I mean, I, 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 I mean, Aaron could do it because he knows the fantasy stuff. But I mean, I just remember it was
10: I remember shocking
1: that one playoffs when they had some pretty. You know, they had that uh, Starks or some guy, James Starks, or somebody who came in from Mississippi State and helped them. I mean, they've had some good running backs, don't get me wrong, but when I think about Green Bay running backs wise, you got to go way back to Dorsey Levins and Amon Green. I mean, you got, there's players that are like way back there. And and that might have even proceeded. I think that did proceed. That was, uh, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy there. Um, I, so I, you know, I, I do think he wants to like the run game, but I just, I think he's kind of wants it both ways. And one, one year he'll tell you he wants to be a running football team. The next year he'll say it's all about the pass and he better get it figured out as a play caller. He better, he better. I don't, I'm not one of these who cares that much about, oh, you got to be 50 50 or have this huge balance. But you better, you better do both of them really well. And um, right now, it seems like he's leaning toward uh, focusing on the, uh, uh, on the pass game. Aaron, let's play just a little bit more and then we'll, uh, we'll get ready to talk some, uh, uh, some more Big 12 Colorado.
2: ESPN. This is the first training camp that Tony Pollard comes into where Zeke's not part of the equation anymore. comes in as a number one guy for the first time in his career. What are your expectations for him from him in that role? how will you manage him in this camp coming off
10: the injury? Yeah, I think the first thing is, you know, still recognizing he's coming off an injury. Uh, so that 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 is that, that wouldn't change regardless of, you know, the, the situation we were in as far as, you know, his leadership role and so forth. So, you know, the management will be just in the progression of how uh, his reps climb, you know, through, throughout here. Uh, we're in a ramp-up phase really for the whole team. You know, we're only going to use three of the four practices. And, and you know, I, I, so we, our third day is going to be going to be different. We're going to go in a higher teacher mode uh, just you know it's a it's part of our design so uh, I think that will help him get to the get to the numbers on a smooth rise that, that we're looking for so uh, but at the end of the day it's been really it's been really cool to see Tony you know to, uh, step up and, 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 and lead that running back group so uh, you know he's speaking up in the meetings more and you know he's, he's a high high aware very high in awareness uh, his details been excellent so he's an excellent role model for our young players.
1: All right, uh, they are starting to see some more leadership after Tony. Uh, Tony Pollard did tell us that uh, before training camp started, um, that uh, Zeke sent a message to everybody in the running back room and uh, told them to, you know, uh, encourage them and told them kind of what to do. And I just thought that's pretty cool that uh, Zeke's had his ups and downs, but a guy who uh, he is no longer with the organization. Is not in the league right now. He is still passing out uh, advice and and encouraging his former teammates. And I think that uh, I think that shows what kind of teammate he is. We'll let you listen to a little bit of Tony Pollard tomorrow. Next, we need to give you the latest on Colorado to the Big Twelve. It finally looks like it's actually happening. We'll tell you what's going on on that front next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
6: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? I'm not a Make this the
7: summer that you go big. Say big during the Make This the Summer sales event at Allen Samuels. This month, get a legendary 2023 Dodge Challenger or Dodge Charger SXT, GT, or RT with total values up to $2,000. That's right, and if you are a first responder, you get an extra $500 off. Allen Samuels in Waco is the place to shop for Dodges. Shop the greatest selection in Central Texas and find the hot rod for you. Visit in-store today or browse
3: online at allensamuelsdcj.com while supplies last. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Maya Fuel should be
9: your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675 675- 8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net.
1: When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner
0: I can count on. That's Jay.
3: games. More action. Baseball looks different in 2023. So do the Texas Rangers. Summer is fun again in Arlington. Make your plans to catch a game or two this season at Globe Life Field. More teams than ever are coming to face the Rangers. Great matchups, lively crowds, and climate-controlled comfort await you at the ballpark, along with fun giveaways and City Connect Fridays. Grab your tickets at (laughs) rangers.com. Mosley, live from Dallas Cowboys training camp on ESPN Central Texas.
1: That is accurate. We are live here in Oxnard, California, site of the Cowboys training camp. And I just felt like, um, man, I love coming out here and love being a part of it. And I'm back at my familiar digs this year. Um, and, uh, there's just a place, uh, in Ventura where I like to stay but of course I spend most of the day out at camp and uh, the way it usually goes at camp is or at least the way it's going this camp is about ten forty-five local time um, Mike McCarthy speaks and then um, well, by um, about noon local time or I guess it's one I don't know it's it's all running together, but actually, um, at yeah, just about thirty minutes after he speaks, the players take the field and they have practice, and then we do interviews, and then it's time to do the radio show. It's time to be on the air, Aaron. I thought about it today. Um, if like we ever got crazy and had some wild idea like doing three hours. It would be extremely difficult to get the interviews I need to get and, and get on air. Like it just would be, well, it'd be impossible because we would be on the air while we're supposed to be interviewing people. I can remember the, the way we handled that when I was uh, on radio in Dallas was we just they would bring us different members of the team. And bring us over, and that's how we would get all our interviews and everything. And it worked out pretty nicely like that. And then, of course, ESPN Central Texas has come out here for years as well. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, our blowout the budget coverage from uh, Cowboys training camp. But Aaron, I just feel like I feel like it's time. I think I think we need to hit the breaking news sounder because this news is just too big not to at some point just go ahead and and hit the sound. There it is. Um, As we were coming on the show today, and I was all focused on the Cowboys, the news breaks from both ESPN and Yahoo Sports that Colorado is in discussions to join the Big 12. We knew the Big 12 was interested in Colorado. We knew Colorado, you know, hasn't exactly seemed thrilled with the situation. I, I think the excitement of Dion and the uncertainty of what's happening with the Pac-12 meteorites was a perfect storm in the Big 12 being able to go in and possibly Bring Colorado back to the fold after all these years away. Now, Aaron, as I recall, a and left the conference in about oh I don't know oh nine or something like that or ten. Colorado left in a little bit before I believe, and then you know Missouri and Nebraska. I mean, I it, I think A&M was the last one to leave and everybody else had already gone so if i'm doing it off the top of my head i would say colorado probably left in about 2008 or something like that but um it's and i guess aaron there's a way we could look it up but the the uh i i I, and and at the time it seemed like for them the pac-12 was just going to be a better fit Maybe geographically, um, and but but there were some fans. I think that always. I mean, obviously they haven't done well in the Pac-12. It's not like they joined started winning. They've had spurts of being decent, but for, for the most part, they've been pretty awful the whole time. And with with the Big Twelve, you have all those ties with Kansas in Kansas State, and of course, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, you just, you have great big eight ties that became the big 12. And so I can understand why the, why, but in this instance, the, I, I, Aaron, I'll just say this. I've thought about this some as the show is unfolding today. Even with all the mess that's out there and the and the horrible uh, situation that the pac 12s is in, and just not really being able to land a media rights deal, um, I don't think the thing would break up or Colorado would leave if not for your mark. I think Brett Yormark brought a level of disruption, savvy, and... Um, confidence the big 12 desperately needed an outsider that hadn't been tainted by everything that had happened with the big 12 and i'm not talking about just the 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 texas and ou leaving i'm talking about how they jacked with the baylor tcu situation in 2014 so how they they you know and then they had the the stupid slogan um, every whatever I mean that, that didn't fit um, with with what actually happened, they declared a tie instead of saying the team that uh, that won a head to head won the conference. Ended up harming the conference, didn't help at all. Your mark comes in with a fresh set of eyes, and he has changed everything, the perception of the conference, and so I think. If not for your mark in him laying the groundwork, Colorado would not be meeting right now to talk about this. In fact, they would be waiting to finally see what the TV deal is. The latest, and, and Aaron, you can speak to this, is Colorado has a, uh, a, they had a board meeting today. And they're gonna—they've called a special meeting for tomorrow at three o'clock local time. Okay, that's Mountain time uh, up there in uh, or out there in Boulder. And then the Big Twelve is getting an update on a possible expansion at this this evening sometime. And that'll include that call will include the uh, the Big Twelve presidents. Aaron, that's uh when when you said that i mean i i don't think these two th- these things are unrelated i think the Pac 12 and big and and uh and the and the big 12 have excuse me the colorado and the big 12 have been maybe more in touch than any of us really realized i i think the a lot of the groundwork has been done by your mark so that if, it, if, if it, this is to happen and Colorado is to come over, that they can simply meet with the presidents and he can get the authority to push this thing through. Aaron, the way this thing's headed, you could have an announcement um, by Friday or by Monday that, uh, that, that Colorado is, is leaving for the Big 12. I, I just didn't I didn't think it would move this quickly. But again, this is a very opportunistic commissioner. Is that what you're sensing, too?
2: Absolutely. And then, you know, I mean, there's obviously reports from people every about every five minutes. That Dennis Dodd reported that from CBS reported that it would be just Colorado for now in an expansion. And then Max Olson just... Uh, posted the agenda for the Colorado meeting tomorrow and the subject says action item athletic operations and meeting type action so I mean I yeah everything points to this looks like a done deal I don't I feel weird saying that because I don't want to get ahead of it but you know the just the people reporting it and the details that they have and especially the meetings <laughs> just kind of signal that it looks like this thing's going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, Dion himself is a disruptor, um, good and bad. I mean, Dion can almost make anything happen. Um, I will see if this massive transfer portal business holds up for him. I I kind of sense the more it was closer to the season we get the more awful Colorado could be this season. Now, that doesn't mean they will stay down for long. He might be able to bring in some more great portal. He certainly seems to be recruiting well, but you't you can't just run everybody off. Um, I was joking today, Aaron, I, I kind of it was funny. I'd forgotten Venables said this stuff, but you know Venables kind of went after Dion a little bit. And, um, and basically what he was saying is when he came in, he didn't run everybody off that Dion has, and and, uh, I think what Venables is getting at is I tried to stay loyal to a lot of the players that were in the deal. And so I lost a lot of games. Um, the Venables, um, transition was a mess last year. They were bad. Will Colorado be bad? Well, the truth is, Aaron, they can't be much worse. I mean, what did they go last year under whoever? I mean, was that Carl Durrell or whoever started the season for them? I mean, they, whoever they had, it was it was immediately known that it was not going to work at all. And they they might have won two games last year, like three games. They were awful. They are now, 1 in eleven. You, you can't be awful, 1 in 11, wow. You, you can't be awful and uninteresting. And that's what they were. They are now, we don't know what they are. They may be awful, they may be pretty good. They're probably, I would say, Aaron, if I had to guess what Colorado uh, is going to do in football this year, I would say a really good season would be six wins. it would be a that'd be a breakout great season for them. Now, what else does Colorado bring? Well, they bring the mountains. They bring great road trips for the conference. I don't. I mean, I wish I could tell you late games what they were like in. I mean, they got a good uh, they got a good skiing team. I know that. Um, they, they play a pretty good brand of basketball. They're, they're, I, I feel like they go to the tournament, if not every other year, at a decent clip. Do they do much in the tournament? They do not. But I, I kind of like their coach, and I have for a good while. I think that's Tad Boyle. Um, I like their basketball coach. I think they do a pretty good job at women's athletics, both volleyball uh, and uh, so I, I think they are, I think the, I think, I think that, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good overall program, but the prestige of Colorado, it's a good school. Don't get me wrong. They do a good job in the classroom, but the prestige is really the like where it's located. It's just, you know, it's in a gorgeous area. It's in the mountains, it's in Boulder and I'm and Boulder's maybe not as mountainous as some other areas, but still it's pretty cool when you can look out and you're in the stadium and all. I mean in that respect, it's a little bit like Provo and some gorgeous views and all. I just think the smart thing about this addition if it happens, Aaron, is that you're taking schools like Utah and and you' you're, you're, you know, if you could get Utah, for instance, you're getting BYU a travel partner you're getting some and, and again they're what they would really like to do is get a team in the Pacific time zone um, Colorado brings them the mountain they already had a mountain team because BYU has come on but uh, again all of this stuff is fascinating and all of this stuff seems like it's coming to fruition um, Aaron, anything uh, um, anything else you're seeing out there, or is it kind of what we've been talking about?
2: Yeah. Um, the only thing I saw, Brett McMurphy from the Action Network, who's been reporting on this a lot too, he said according to his source, it was, quote, 98% a done deal that they would vote to join the Big 12 tomorrow.
1: Wow. Wow. Ninety-eight percent, and um, and and so that really suggests that Klevkoff. I don't even know if he has a hell mary left in him, but it would be funny, Aaron, if tomorrow suddenly the media rights deal hit. Um, I mean, that would just add to the chaos that is happening now, and. Let me just tell you, if Colorado leaves within, oh, within a week, we'll start hearing about other teams. And maybe they won't leave, but they'll be talking. uh, They'll be looking at the possibility. I think the Big 12 was fine just adding Colorado. But if Arizona wanted to come with Colorado right now, they would do it. They would do a package deal. And then they would have 14 teams moving forward. All right. All right. Uh, this is uh, the Matt Mosley show live from Cowboys camp, although this has become a very Big 12 heavy show, which is very uh, appropriate on a huge day like today. We'll wrap everything up in the dismount. We'll do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Payments for qualified buyers at
0: 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down cash or trade. TTL extra C.D. dealer for details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying here easier at Richard Carr's Construction Sale Event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Ford F-150 for $376 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard
7: Carr, we give you more.
0: Do for
2: you. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Make the drive and make it possible with an auto loan or vehicle refinance to First Central. Have a winning season with First Central Savings Blitz Play. Quick local team loan processing with competitive rate and flexible terms. Apply online. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com. Everything we do, we do for you.
9: Membership and loan policy requirements apply.
3: Member NCUA. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. On ESPN Central Texas.
1: Got chronic joint pain? not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery, well, thankfully, there's a better way. And it's now available here for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. It's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm talking about new advanced regenerative medicine treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your bad joints, providing lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. QC Kinetics, nation's leader in precision regenerative medicine with over 100 clinics across America and literally thousands of satisfied patients. If you got joint pain, due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain. Don't just think. The old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new regenerative options that can change your life. Call QC Kinetics now. Free consultation with local medical professionals. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100.
3: It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Yo, know, Aaron, listen to that QC Kinetics. That's a pretty neat deal, by the way. Um, you know, where they kind of use um, your own. I mean, it, it's really, as far as regenerating the, that whole process for aches and pains and joints and I've got neck pain you know people have back pain that kind of thing Um, I did think about uh, the fact that George Klevkoff could use some uh, some of that QC kinetics right now Aaron I mean my gosh because Brett Yormark has been a pain in his neck I mean in a big way and he continues to and Um, It's a a fascinating story to watch. This is all happening as we speak. And I think Colorado just said, you know what? we got some excitement around our program. We thought we were going to have these numbers, TV numbers, way before now. And we cannot wait any longer. And Klivkoff, in not delivering this deal, has allowed this to happen. All right. You can give him UCLA and USC and say they would have done that in front of anybody. But now he has not been able to hold the conference together. And there are reports that it's 98% sure that Colorado is going to do this. Hey, I appreciate uh, you, Aaron. Everybody who's been a part of this one uh, we will do day two from Cowboys training camp. And that'll happen tomorrow. You'll hear from Tony Pollard and others. Everybody have a great evening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at four o'clock, straight up.
3: It's time for today's modern media Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.
7: Everybody, continuing our series of Big 12.